0: Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the What's Your 9 to 5 podcast. I'm Georgia. And I'm Karis. And today we're going to be interviewing Mark Rowan. R- Mark
1: Rogan, how are you doing today?
2: Mark Rowan is or Rogan is good.
0: <laughs> so we're going to start off by asking, what's your 9 to 5?
2: 9 to 5 for me. Well... I can tell you what it used to be because it sure isn't the same way as it is now that I'm a lot older and not working as diligently. Um, but uh, well, let's say when I started, it wasn't 9 to 5, it was about 7 a.m. till probably 9 p.m. Um, just mostly going into the office. Well, things have changed, of course, with computers, but well, we just go into the office. We um, look after claims that have come in uh, over the weekend or over the evening. Uh, We handle changes that clients are gonna make. We sell insurance to people um, who call or people that we've contacted. It's just a fairly routine day of insurance. It's not, um, I don't think it's particularly exciting, but the money's good.
1: (laughs) So what would you say is an insurance broker?
2: Uh, Well, let me tell you the difference between an insurance broker and insurance agent because I'm an agent. An insurance broker, broke like, um, uh, like Ryan Craig, for instance, at Craig McDonald, Red. And Ryan brokers for a bunch of different companies. Uh, he um, would sell for economical while when he's uh, intact, a whole bunch of them, where I'm what's called a captive agent. So I'm a captive agent for Desjardins. It used to be State Farm and then Desjardins bought them out. And uh, Ryan across the street at cooperators, he's also a captive agent just selling for one company so there's a difference be- between brokers and agents and there's a difference in how they run their business too but the concept is still the same and we still sell sell the same types of products but so yeah I'm a I'm an agent for one single company as opposed to a broker for many companies
0: um, I'm just wondering is an insurance broker something that you hire for a specific purpose or is it something that everybody has for example a doctor
2: um, Everybody has one. Everybody has an insurance company they deal with. Uh, let's keep in mind that besides brokers and agents, there's also online companies um, that sell without a broker or agent system. Those would be ones like Bel Air Direct, for instance. Um, so people, uh, and that's where people make their choice. So some people want to have the touchy feely broker agent experience where they have someone to physically uh, talk to and others uh, just don't want the hassle and want to specifically deal online um, and like they do with Amazon and everything else so they they just find it seamless for themselves uh, it's not um, it doesn't have the, the feeling uh, it doesn't uh, it's different I think dealing with an online company you never deal with the same person and I but um, in um, so yeah like a doctor or a dentist um, well, they say in life, there's, you can be sure of two things, death and taxes, Well, you can add insurance in there. You can add insurance because you have to have insurance on pretty well, well, to drive. It's uh, the law. You have to have insurance on an automobile. So you would have to have an agent or broker for that. Um, some people buy life insurance. If you have a mortgage, uh, you have to insure your home uh, with insurance. So it's a necessity.
1: So do you provide a specific type of insurance or just a variety to like people who ask?
2: Well, I sell automobile, automobile uh, home insurance, uh, um, <clears throat> insurance for things like uh, other things like property that you own, like maybe a ring, uh, some jewelry or some art, <clears throat> perhaps, uh, or skidoo's, snowmobile, sorry, um, ATVs. Uh, and then I also sell life insurance, um, disability insurance, critical illness insurance, mutual funds. So I have a, a fair bit of things that I sell um, in my office.
0: And how did you get involved in this career? Is this something you've always wanted to do?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> it wasn't something I had in mind at all. I, uh, When I graduated from Western with my honors BA, my plan was to go to law school, but I never really got around to doing that. I took a year off when I got accepted and then just never went back. Um, so I kind of wandered around a bit until I got married and when that happens they usually you've you've, you've got somebody prodding you on. Uh, so I um, I started my job actually not as an agent but as a claims adjuster. You see and in the insurance industry there's a lot of jobs besides selling insurance or buying insurance. Uh, um, and there's a lot of colleges in Ontario and universities that offer insurance courses. It's a recession-proof business. So um, so when I joined, I was a claims adjuster. Uh, basically somebody would call in with a, they had an automobile claim, uh, I handled the claim for them. And then I moved up to uh, what you would call uh, an investigator for non-meritorious claims. Um, which would mean claims that could possibly be flawed fraudulent, uh, and I did that for about seven or eight years, and then uh, and then I finally decided um, that I wanted to go in the agency system, and I was living in London, and I chose uh, I actually drove up to Hanover and had a look at the town and decided I wanted to uh, to start my business in Hanover and moved out of the city. So there, so I didn't start as an agent, but I started as a claims adjuster. But just so you know, in, in, in insurance, there's all kinds of jobs besides claims adjusting. Uh, there's underwriting, which is um, once the policies are um, issued or have been determined, um, they the underwriters are the ones that set the rules. Uh, there's actuaries. If you're really good at math, you can go into actuarial. Actuarial are the ones who set the price. So um, yeah, there's a significant number of jobs and in fact, I believe even now a lot of companies are struggling finding uh employees especially in the city so
1: you were talking about um how you originally wanted to do law what type of law were you interested in
2: well uh, i hadn't really decided yet my roommate was actually in um uh he was going to be um he wanted to do defense he wanted to be a defense attorney criminal criminal lawyer um i hadn't really thought of it i certainly had never thought of uh Insurance law, but there's a lot of um, business and insurance law. A lot of people go into that. In fact, when I was uh, doing claims adjusting and when I was doing investigations for the company, I dealt with a lot of small claims court actions with um, different people for um, you know for fraudulent claims because fraud, uh, just like in every industry, is a big thing uh, and it cuts into the into the profit and it affects the premium that all of us pay. So all the companies out there have something in place. I'm not familiar with what Desjardins has uh, in place, but um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I um, uh, I guess you'll find that when you get as you get older, you uh, you set your plans to do something, and then for no reason at all, sometimes you just change your mind.
1: And what is the most shocking thing someone has ever asked you to insure?
2: Mm, Well, I don't really have anything that shocking that I can think of, Um, uh, well, no, not really. Uh, Just a young uh, couple that are getting married, I think they have a $75,000 engagement ring, um, which is um, fairly significant for a 22-year-old and a fiancé who doesn't look like they can um, I haven't really had anything really shocking. I don't have, to be honest with you, I don't ensure um, a lot of uh, extravagant sort of things. Uh, I don't have anything um, in particular. I'm sorry, I can't give you a real juicy one there. I'm That's sure all you-
0: good. So you talked a little bit about how like career paths can just change and how you were in law school for a little while. If you were didn't doing- go to
2: law school actually, no. When oh, I got sorry. my honors BA, I planned. My plan was to go back into law school, uh, but I um, I just didn't go. You yeah. know what I did? So I took the year off. I took the year off and I worked, and uh, for, I was making a lot of money for the first time ever. Well, it seemed like a lot of money to me. It actually wasn't when in comparison to to now. But and I had the opportunity for the first time ever to go out and party more. Yeah. And um, I think I think that's what did it i think i um i got kind of lazy i regret it sometimes but i mean obviously i mean uh, i've made a good choice where i am now but sometimes things like that don't work out um, i'm not saying you have to stay on your career path and that once you've chosen it that's it it's etched in stone that's not the case sometimes um like i said i have no real reason for not going back or changing my mind I think I was tired of school hey, my son just went through for his masters I mean as I mean Eve Chris knows him it was a brutal amount of school when you're you know you're 20 almost 25 years old soon and uh, been in school for 20 of them it's yeah. a lot of school. Sure. you have to do a lot of preparation in life to get uh, to to start a career but if you're going to put 20 years of school in you know work hard and do well because it's not worth it going to school even for 18 years and then just dumping your life away at nothing so
0: so if you had gotten into any other career path what do you think it would have been
2: uh let's see there's stand-up comedy um although i would have been more of a george carlin way before your time Uh, (laughs) i don't know i never really thought of it i i had uh I had been working in a company before I, uh, when I was off before I got married where uh, I was doing a lot of buying and selling. Um, so, hard to say. Uh, you know what? I-, I couldn't tell you. I really, really had no idea. Um, some people have their life set. I mean, some people know exactly what they want to be. Uh, they follow that and they do it. Me, on the other hand, I thought I knew what I wanted, uh, changed my mind, and then I wandered around for a little bit until something fell in my lap. In fact, I can tell you that when I saw the advertisement for Claims Adjuster, I didn't even know what that was. But it was a job that was going to pay half decent. So I just decided I'd take it. And you know what? It's the best thing I ever did. It developed into a significantly good career for me. A little bit of luck and a little bit of risk. Uh, you have to take risk for, to get reward, they say. So yeah, I took some risk and uh, I took a lot of risk when I came up to Hanover as an agent because my wife and I both had to quit our jobs uh, and move up here and I had to take over an agency that hadn't had anybody for over three and a half years. So yeah, um, if you wanna have some success in life, you have to take some risk.
1: Um, how would you say COVID has affected insurance rates?
2: Well, you would think it would lower them. It's funny, you know, you'll never see that. Although people really watch insure, what they pay for insurance really well. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll notice if the price goes up even $5, but they'll pay uh, $0.20 cents a litre extra on the pump for gas or they'll pay 7 bucks for a head of cauliflower and $20 for a bag of potatoes. But rates, I don't know, rates have been stable only because not as many people are driving right because with COVID um COVID changed the industry a lot not a lot some uh, somewhat in price but not really because as much as you wouldn't see as many claims in automobile insurance because people weren't driving you had a lot more homeowner claims because people were home all the time and different things happened so i think it evens out um there's a lot into i'm not an actuarial i'm not into company statistics but I do know that most companies posted um, profits for the last year or two um, just based on claims experience but I will say that companies uh, have changed how they do business based uh, for because of covid more like the customer experience has changed because in my office i haven't been open for oh two years two years in March yeah this is two years now Two years ago in March, I shut my office um, down well with COVID, and my plan is to open up a hybrid type of model opening in May, where I rotate team, but um, team members. But um, yeah, the insurance industry has has changed a lot. Based not price wise, uh, it'll always go up. Just don't ever don't ever think your price is going to go down. It never. I've never seen it go down in all my years as an agent. The price has never gone down, but then again, the price hasn't gone down on anything. It hasn't gone down on cars, it hasn't gone down on homes, it hasn't gone down on gas, it hasn't gone down on groceries, uh, the babysitters, everything. Everything costs more every year. So don't ever expect it to go down. Um, But um, the claims experience uh, and your experience that you get from an agent or your broker is important. Um, so, uh, I think that's where I want my clients to judge me, not on the price, but on the service I provide.
0: And what are some misconceptions about your job?
2: Misconceptions? Yeah. Well, uh, misconception one would be that somehow I have uh, some control over the price, which <laughs> I don't, uh, somebody will come in and tell me to sharpen my pencil. Um, but I only have one price. So, and I don't set it. That would be the biggest one. Um, I think that people think that somehow uh, I have something to do with the price. Really? I can tell you that uh, I've um, developed a a fairly good relationship with all my clients that they pretty well know everything coming into my office. So uh, I haven't got anybody really coming in thinking uh, like, um, I guess maybe sometimes uh, the biggest thing would be, things that they thought were insured that are not um flood's a big one um flood insurance people think that you have to buy flood insurance to be able to be covered by flood there's exclusions on homeowners insurance like damage by birds or by mice there's um things like settling or if something rots away there's exclusions on on homeowners there's exclusions on on um, auto insurance and two people people don't realize, especially for auto insurance with the new G1 and G2, I think the biggest misconception there is when a G1 driver gets charged with um, just having alcohol on his breath but not being impaired, you automatically are seeded into what's called facility company. And facility company is a a pooled risk sharing uh, by all the companies that is like the crap hole of insurance where if you were paying $800 a year now, you'd be paying $8,000 a year. So when you have your G1, you don't wanna be caught with the alcohol in your breath, or you don't wanna be caught with the um, too many passengers uh, to seat belts. Um, There's a lot of G1 violations that severely affect the price, and people don't realize that, especially young drivers. Young drivers don't realize if you get in an accident at fault, or you have too many tickets, your price goes up significantly. And I've heard it before, you know, well, I only have two speeding tickets. Uh, That's well above the average. Most people only have one speeding ticket every nine years, one accident every nine years. So for someone who's under 21 to have two speeding tickets, it's extremely rare and you'll pay for it.
1: Um, And what personality traits or skills do you have that make you a good insurance agent?
2: How do you know I'm a good insurance agent? Did Chris tell you that? <laughs> you know what? He's probably right. Well, <laughs> uh, you have to have a, you have to be able to talk openly with people easily. You have to be able to call people, um, what we call cold calling, I guess, where you call somebody out of the blue. Um, you just have to have um, uh, uh, the art of being able to talk to people effectively. Um, which is a skill you master over the years. You don't have it when you're younger. You think you do. You think you've got it, but you don't. You you develop that skill, the ability to to write better. The ability I write and speak significantly better than I did when I was in university. If I could write today like essays for when I was in university, I'd have done. I'd have got all A's you just get, you know what, you get smarter as you get older, that's about the good thing about getting older, is you get smarter but um, yeah good personality, you have to have really good people skills you have to have kind of thick skin you know people will pound on you a bit Um, so yeah, I would say that's about it you know what, it's not for everybody honestly it's not, I've had different people work for me who um, just can't handle it when I client calls them and starts yelling at them about something because people can get upset Um, and you know whether they're right or wrong it doesn't matter anybody who calls you yelling thinks they're right so the worst thing you could ever do is point out that they're wrong Uh, we just work on helping people and uh, we've we've got a pretty good system that way
0: and lastly what's the most important thing that people forget when it comes to insurance
2: Uh, I guess the most important thing of all that I would have to say that I've drilled into people every year, but that they don't do, is read your policy. When you get your insurance policy in the mail, it specifically says right on the front page, here's your insurance policy. Please read it and let your agent or broker know if there's any uh, mistakes or if there's any changes or anything. That's That's a huge one. And then it could be five, six years down the road and someone will call you and say, I didn't know I wasn't covered for that, or I didn't know that was my deductible. So I would think that the biggest thing somebody could ever do is, I mean, when you're paying somebody that kind of money every year for uh, to protect your house or your car, you should really read your contract. I mean, you read mostly other contracts that you sign, so that would be the big one.
1: So that's all the questions we have for you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on our podcast and be interviewed. It was exciting. Pardon? It was exciting. Thank you. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. (laughs) And to the viewers, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week on What's Your 95.